This is the Daily Detail, powered by 1819 News. Honest News. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. The voice of Alabama values. Alabama. Unbelievable people. And now, here is Andrea Tice. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville is speaking out about the details coming from a report from Special Counsel John Durham. The report is about the FBI's investigation of Donald Trump back in 2016. It was released earlier this week. Tuberville spoke with 1819 Executive Editor Jeff Poor on FM Talk 106.5 out of Mobile. Yeah, the top end of the FBI, not the people on the ground, the top end of the FBI, the top end of the CIA, and the top end of the DOJ uh, are corrupt. Uh, it, it's no doubt. We've, we've we most of us knew that you could tell it. You could tell what's going on, uh, but you could also tell the mainstream media is a big problem because they want to, They won't uh, really get out and investigate. We have no journalism anymore except for a few people. If this was President Trump, and this had happened on the flip side. Oh my God, there would there would be a earthquake in the media. Also weighing in on the Durham report was Alabama's former U.S. Attorney Jay Town. He spoke on Newsmax. What, what the Durham report says is that these individuals were unprofessional. They acted on unpredicated offenses. They opened investigations they never should have uh, opened. And all of the evidence that they, that they got that was exculpable, they didn't even consider and just dismissed as rumant. So these are, these, that's Peter Strzok. That's Andrew McCabe. That's Jim Comey. And those individuals have all embarrassed the FBI for the last six or seven years. Reaction continues to come in over what Alabama State Health Officer Scott Harris recently said in a speech to UAB. At the start of the week, 1890 News reported on Harris and the comments he made of being outraged and appalled at how state leaders are seeking to stop hormone therapy and sex reassignment surgeries for transgenders. The only law that Harris could have been referring to is the one that's in place here in the state that bans the procedure for those under the age of 18. 1819's Parker Snyder expanded on this whole thing with WERC News and host JT. He didn't name a specific law, but you think about the transgender sports bill to, to try to keep men out of out of women's sports. You think about um, the drag queen bill to try to make sure drag queen shows are not done in public where five-year-olds are around. Things that all make you know a lot of sense to, to most people. Um, these are the things he's talking about. He, he's just outraged about. And hormone therapy, forget about it. What are we doing here? This is outrageous. And, and one thing that's interesting is that there is no other state in our whole country where the person in charge of the health system, like Scott Harris here, is not appointed or not elected. And so we're the only system where we let the doctors themselves just put you know, a dictator in charge of that little area of our state and just say, yep, thumbs up, let's do it. Time for a change. The Alabama House has passed a bill that would provide tax credits to individuals and businesses who donate money to pregnancy resource centers here in the state. HB 208 is called the Pregnancy Resource Act. The goal of the bill is to help the maternity facilities and pregnancy resource centers that are providing services to low-income mothers in need of support. These nonprofit organizations function based on the donations that are given to them. The bill requires the donation statements by the individual or business to be submitted to the State Department of Revenue in order to get the tax credit. Democrats in the Alabama House actually took issue with this bill, not because it helps low-income women who may have a crisis pregnancy on their hands, but because the bill was offered by a man. State lawmaker Jamie Keel is the sponsor of that bill. The Democrat who had an issue with Keel sponsoring the bill was State Representative Barbara Drummond. She scolded Keel, saying she was tired of bills dealing with female issues being brought by a man. Despite her objections, the bill did pass and now heads to the Senate. 
A Budweiser wholesaler who is based here in Montgomery is trying to inform their consumers with the real story when it comes to a transgender social media influencer promoting the Bud Light brand on their YouTube channel. Tatum has gone so far as to put out a radio statement that lets consumers here in Alabama know that the marketing decision was made far from this state. We do not, and as I said before, did not support this issue involving Dylan Mulvaney. There was one single can made, was not for sale, and wasn't properly approved. As a result, the Bud Light brand has new leadership. Dylan Mulvaney is not under contract with Bud Light. The videos you may have seen are Mulvaney's own social media posts that went viral, and many web-based news outlets have distorted the story. You deserve to know the truth, and life is too short to let a couple of individuals decide what you can eat or drink or spend your hard-earned money on. The sales of Bud Light have dropped for the fifth week in a row as backlash continues to the featuring of Dylan Mulvaney. Bluebell Ice Cream is releasing a summer flavor that is reminiscent of the old-fashioned ice cream float. The flavor is a swirl of vanilla ice cream along with Dr. Pepper flavored sherbet. The Dr. Pepper float ice cream will be sold in Alabama and 22 other states. The flavor will be in grocery store freezers starting today and for the rest of 2024. For more in-depth stories affecting the state of Alabama, go to 1819news.com. In national news, an eight-year-old girl has died while being held in a migrant facility in Texas that is run by the U.S. Border Patrol Agency. Border Patrol released a statement about the case saying that the girl was not unaccompanied in this facility but was with her family when she had the medical emergency. It happened in Harlington, Texas. This is the second migrant child to die in the past month that is related to the southern border and border crossers. In early May, a 17-year-old Honduran boy who was not accompanied by his family died at a facility that was being managed by the Department of Health and Human Services in Safety Harbor, Florida. President Joe Biden's secret phone from the past is now the subject of a congressional subpoena. The House Oversight Committee is apparently seeking the phone records belonging to Joe Biden and connected to Hunter Biden. The president of the Government Accountability Institute, Peter Schweitzer, is the one revealing this congressional subpoena, as well as the fact that there was a secret phone owned by Joe Biden. Schweitzer says that the phone was discovered on Hunter Biden's laptop because payments were made by Hunter to have the secret phone for his father, and that ran from 2009 to 2017, the exact time that Biden was serving as vice president during the Obama administration. Schweitzer at the GAI is the one who found that number and submitted it to the House Oversight Committee. He says this phone was not a government phone or Joe Biden's personal phone, but a business phone that Hunter Biden financed in order to maintain communications with his dad while he was in the White House. When it comes to Joe Biden, Georgia Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene has filed articles of impeachment against him. She then explained the reason why at a Thursday press conference. Joe Biden has deliberately compromised our national security by refusing to enforce immigration laws and secure our border, allowed approximately 6 million illegals from over 170 countries to invade our country. Taylor Green also filed impeachment papers against the FBI director, Christopher Wray, following the Durham report that reveals the level of corruption and political weaponization going on in that agency at the leadership level. And that brings us to the three FBI whistleblowers who testified today to the House Government Weaponization Committee that is chaired by Ohio Congressman Jim Jordan. The three FBI whistleblowers that testified were Garrett O'Boyle, Marcus Allen, and Steve Friend. Marcus Allen testified to the extent in which the FBI sought to control him, as well as damage his livelihood and ability to care for his family. In weaponized fashion, the FBI allowed me to accept orders to a new position halfway across the country. They allowed us to sell my family's home. They ordered me to report to the new unit when our youngest daughter was two weeks old. Then, on my first day on the new assignment, they suspended me. 
rendering my family homeless. <clears throat> they refused to release our goods, including our clothes, for weeks. <clears throat> All I wanted to do was serve my country by stopping bad guys and protecting the innocent. To my chagrin, bad guys have begun running parts of the government, making it difficult to continue to serve this nation and protect the innocent. But I, for one, will never stop trying, and I'll never forget my oath. Allen then closed with this discussion with another Republican congressman. If one of your really good friends, your former colleagues, came to you and said, I have this thing that is being covered up, and I think the American people know to, know, need to know about it, what advice would you give them? I would tell them first to pray about it, long and hard. And I would tell them I could take it to Congress for them, or I could put them in touch with Congress, but I would advise them not to do it. So you would legitimately try to protect one of your colleagues from doing what you have done? Absolutely. And how do you think that solves being able to shine light on corruption, weaponization, any kind of misconduct that exists with the American people? It doesn't solve it. But the FBI will crush you. This government will crush you and your family if you try to expose the truth about things that they are doing that are wrong. And we are all examples of that. I can't think of a more sobering way to end a hearing. I yield back. Oklahoma Governor Kevin Stitt decided to defund the public broadcasting station in that state after it aired a drag queen story hour on its channel. Stitt simply vetoed a bill that would have extended funding for the Oklahoma Educational Television Authority until 2026. Stitt expressed concern over the Let's Learn video segment on PBS that involved a drag queen named Little Miss Hot Mess reading from a book that was titled The Hips on the Drag Queen Go Swish, Swish, Swish. The jewels on the drag queen go bling, bling, bling. Just pretend you're wearing a beautiful necklace or some earrings or something and go bling, bling, bling. Stitt says this program serves no educational purpose to children and should not be aired on public television, nor should taxpayer money be going to fund such endeavors. You're listening to The Daily Detail from 1819 News. If you are enjoying The Daily Detail and want to make sure the reports come up easily on your electronic device, then be sure to hit the subscribe or follow button on the main page of The Daily Detail on whatever podcasting app you've been using to listen. That could be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbeam, or some other podcasting apps. You can also get the word out about The Daily Detail by sending a link to a friend or dropping me a five-star rating. I surely do appreciate it. I'm Andrea Tice. I will be back again on Monday. Until then, have a wonderful weekend. Alabama. Alabama. Our great state. Alabama. Of Alabama. This has been The Daily Detail. For more up-to-date news, go to 1819news.com, where you'll find honest news and Alabama values. 